You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. I'm Bill Powers, and we are checking in with Nick Santiago of InTheMoneyStocks.com for our monthly market checkup with Nick. He's a master trader. He's been doing this for three decades, formerly a stockbroker, so he has an ability to talk charts, talk momentum, commodities investing, general equities, bonds, precious metals, everything. Nick, welcome back onto the show, and I've been thinking about you the last two weeks because Previously, months ago, you said that gold could go down and test $1,700. And honestly, when you said it, I was kind of skeptical, but you proved to be right. So when gold went below $1,700 here recently, were you buying gold or what type of gold equities were you picking up? Yes, I did buy it. I bought the GDX and I think on uh, the last time we were together, I said that would go to $31 or may even pierce it a little bit. And that did that. So I just uh, traded that for a 5% gain on the first half, and I'm still holding second half, uh, second half position in my GDX, which is the Gold Miners ETF. I also own call options on gold, too, uh, via the IAU, which is the iShares. So I have call options on that, and uh, I was waiting for those levels. So, so far, they're here now. They've been hit, and I thought it would take a little bit of time, like I said, but it would get down there. That, that's what needed to be completed. And now I like gold here on the long side. And what's your time frame for liking it you, with the call options? How far out are they? Well, there's a lot of interest. Well, I take a lot of time. So I, I gave myself all the way out to July, but I, I've already uh, captured a nice gain in the gold miners uh, via swing trade, which means I'm actually purchasing the shares of the GDX. So I took half of that off the table already um, for about 5%. And I'm going to look for probably a 15% move, uh, maybe a move to $36, $37, uh, maybe more. We just have to see how it gets off those lows. It's always hard to say. As far as the option goes, I generally generally look for about 30%. Then I'll look for um, potentially even more than that. But um, we have to see how it gets off the lows. We're still in that formation, um, bottoming formation. So, so far, so good. You study the charts more than you look at fundamentals, but on a fundamental basis, because you do look at the macroeconomic situation, what the Federal Reserve and Congress is doing in terms of money printing, you know, are there any macro issues that you're paying attention to that would cause you to bail on this gold trade you've engaged in? Well, a lot of times gold will trade with the market, and I ultimately expect the market to go lower in 2021. So, um, I've been pretty adamant about that. I thought the market would get toppy probably around mid-February. We've had a pretty good decline from there. Um, so sometimes gold gets thrown away, but gold has been pulling back since August of 2020. And a lot of people don't realize that we've had an eight month pullback in gold. Now we're hitting significant levels. So what my thinking is, and I'm never good at the story. I'll be the, the, the one to tell you, I'm good at charts. I'm good at cycles. I'm really not good at putting the story together. So I'm thinking that gold maybe becomes a fear trade. People want to own it now because the central bankers are just printing so much money. Then you have a $1.9 trillion stimulus bill being passed today. Um, There's a lot of loose money out there. Um, This is all good fundamental reasons to own gold. But we could have said that for months now, and gold has been pulling back, and a lot of people – we're saying, hey, I'm going to own gold. And I was saying, I'd probably wait to the 1700 level because I think that's where it's going. But 
you know, I'm a chartist first and foremost. And, uh, you know, I do think that there's a good backdrop here for gold to go higher. You've said volatility is the best trade of the year. Now, if we have seen a top in the general equities, but it's a rounded top, not a panic sell-off, can volatility still be a good play? Yes. So what happens with rounded tops, if you've, if you've been around the markets as long as I have, you know, that's, how, that takes a, that's a process. It takes time. It just doesn't, you know, unlike last year where we had, um, you know, the big sell-off on a, on a panic, last year was a panic. Uh, this year is not a panic. It, it really is. It, it's, it's what we call a rounded top. Hence, you get V bottoms. V bottoms when you get that exhaustion selling. You put in the low. There's no more sellers here. Then the buyers come in. You get that V pattern. When you have a rounded top, it's a process. Sometimes this could take two, three months. Um, but ultimately, um, you'll get a panic at some point and you'll get hard selling. And I think we're getting closer every day. Okay. What about your thoughts on the stimulus bill here? 1.9 trillion. How does that sound to you? No, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's actually terrible policy. Um, you know, if the money was given to small businesses or to people that really were going to put it to work, this, this is all pork. This is not, I mean, that's, that's what politicians do anyway. You know, we could just, I mean, look at the, the last uh, stimulus bill that they had where they gave out the $600 checks. I mean, there were things in that that were, even the president, President Trump said it was terrible. I mean, you had to sign it because, you know, you have to get that money out, get something out to the people. But the reality of it is it's, it's horrible what they're doing. Is there enough money in there for the people that it's going to affect the market? Sure, sure. You know, they're going to get $1,400 checks and the, um, the Robinhood traders will go ahead and put that in a Robinhood account, I suppose. And, you know, they'll, they'll try to buy GameStop or AMC or, you know, one of these highly shortened names. I mean, that there's always that story. But, you know, Robinhood is, is, is going to come public soon. That's going to be a publicly traded company, most likely this month. So, you know, that's very indicative, too, of, uh, of a market top as well. When you get the hot IPO and, uh, you know, so I, I think um, right now we're getting a bounce in the markets. I hope it lasts a little bit longer because I'll be selling right into that bounce. Tier 1 Silver is a Canadian precious metals company focused on the exploration and discovery of world-class silver and gold deposits in Peru. The company's management team has a record of monetizing exploration successes and a strong ability to raise capital. Tier 1 has assembled a portfolio of assets in Peru including Amelia Coastal Batholith, the Wheel Icoyo project, and the flagship silver gold project Curibaya, which is rapidly advancing towards its first drill program. Tier 1's listing is pending on the TSX Venture Exchange under the ticker TSLV. To learn more and to stay updated, go to tier1silver.com. That's tier1silver.com. So Robinhood, as you know, prevented people from buying AMC and GameStop after they ran up. Do you think when Robinhood goes public, will they only allow people to buy their own stock? <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think uh, they're going to try to be a legitimate firm. But, you know... It really, uh, I'm not in love with that company. I'm not in love with it. And, um, you know, we'll see how it does on the IPO and we'll see where it goes. But, you know, I, I mean, basically they're selling your data and that's what all, they're all doing that now, all these firms. You know, if you get any free commission, it's because they're selling your data, your information. So, you know, there's a cost for everything. There's nothing free in this world. 
Yep. So Nick, I, on a note of GameStop and AMC, I actually know somebody that I conversed with recently who made a seven figure gain because they owned long-term call options on AMC and GameStop before the Reddit crowd got a, a hold of it. So they made a killing very in a short amount of time. From a trader's perspective, when you come upon a short-term windfall like that, you know, your psychology can train uh, change potentially from a, from a trader's perspective, can it? And what would be some things you would say to this person to guard up against making future bad decisions now that they have this windfall? Well, a trade like that comes along once in a lifetime. Sometimes it doesn't even come along. So don't expect that to be the norm. It's just not the norm. We're not in a normal environment. The froth that is out here right now is reminiscent of the year 1999, 2000. I mean, you see it with the SPACs, you see it with stocks like GameStop, you see it with a lot of these micro caps and uh, stocks doubling, tripling, quadrupling, fivefold, tenfold. Um, that's not the norm. That, that's telling you there's extreme froth. Now, this is all done by because of the central bankers around the world. Even the other day, uh, China basically came out and told its state-run funds to go out and buy stocks. So, I mean, we're seeing... Isn't uh, that what our government does, though, essentially? <laughs> sure, sure. That's what they do as well, because they're printing money. But we are looking at extreme froth right now. And I've been a bull. I've been really, since March uh, 19th of last year, I've been bullish. This is the first time I'm really, you know, putting my bear costume on. I had to trade in my bullhorns. Um, you know, this is a time where I think you got to be really, really careful in 2021. The one year of a decade, according to W.D. Gann, is never a bullish year anyway. Once you get to March, April, that's when you start to see bigger declines take place. Can we see a decline in the general equities and see a continued uptrend in oil? Is that possible? It's always possible. You're always going to have in every bull market, you'll have some bearish sectors. In every bear market, you'll have bullish sectors. So there's always that uh, possibility. But I was going through the oil chart. For me, 68 was my level. That's where I thought the, the upside would be. And I'm going to stick with that right now until the, the pattern tells me otherwise. So 68, I think we, we missed it by two pennies the other day. That's what I told my members to watch for 68. Oil should get there. And now I'm not bearish oil because it hasn't given me a sell signal but I just can't participate in it on the long side. What about bonds? Any bond trades you're engaged in? Not yet, but I will be soon. I'll be shorting bonds soon enough because yields are going higher. I mean, even when all, the, all of the uh, shows that I've done with you, I've said that bonds, the bond market, uh, the bottom is in for yields. Yields will continue to rise. That still is the case. The 10 year is going to go to probably 2.8%. The 30 year will go over 3%. Um, now that's not a huge move, but it's a big move when you have $30 trillion worth of uh, government debt. So, you know, again, these are all going to be negative factors. And another negative factor, if I may, is the price you're paying at the pump for gasoline now. So everybody's reopening. But I, I just I just filled up my truck last night. It cost me 70 bucks. I couldn't believe it. So, you know, I was filling it up for 50. Now, that's that's a big hit for people that, that have a, a long commute every day. Final question, Nick, you mentor several traders uh, through your subscription service uh, and what you do at InTheMoneyStocks.com. What have they been, what's the most pressing question or concern or point of anxiety that they've been bringing to you and how have you addressed it? 
Well, the one thing that they've been bringing to me is that they continue to look to buy um, equities that I think are, are not really viable companies. So a lot of these SPACs, that seems to be the hot topic among my group. They just love the SPACs. And the SPACs have gotten spanked recently. And, you know, truthfully so, they're not great companies or else they would have been public a long time ago. But in this environment, they get to come public via a SPAC. And I've been getting, you know, inundated with questions about all of these different SPACs. And some of these companies, honestly, they they don't make any money. They're never going to make any money. Um, They're only publicly traded because this is the environment that we're in. We're filled with this kind of froth. So it really has been um, the SPACs have been the hot topic among my group. So then your advice uh, came back out of your fundamental analysis. Would that be fair to say in this point? Sure, sure. But I'm always looking at charts. And the one thing I look when I, when I see a chart, I look for these parabolic type moves. They've been going on since the beginning of time. You could go back and if you could chart the South Seas uh, bubble, you, you, you're going to see it was a parabolic move. Everything goes parabolic. It will come down the same way in parabolic fashion. So be very, very careful. Learn the charts. I tell everybody each and every day, learn these charts. If there's anything out there, just learn and understand the money flow because that's the footprint of human nature. And, you know, if you look at GameStop, people were buying it at $480. It went all the way down to $38. Now today it's back up to 300. This is a mania. This is stuff that you see, you know, maybe a handful of times, maybe two or three times in your life. Well, is this not an example of what you said? Volatility? Isn't it volatility also? It is. It yeah. is volatility and volatility is on it on on its way up in 2021. All right. Nick's website is in the money Go check out his service if you are interested in real-time data and advice for trading. Nick, really appreciate you coming on the show. We'll be touching base in a month. Sounds good, Bill. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty dollars or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10-for-1 returns as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. 
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.